For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Welcome, everybody, to the A-plus player podcast, hosted by the one and only Drama King Banks. Tonight, I'm joined by two very respected GMs in the league. Uh, the first guy is brother in arms in evolution, the big man, Troph. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you. And for the record, that intro... I always thought that was SPL doing that, like a weird thing he came up with, but apparently not. Yeah, I guess I got that bonus on mine too, so that's pretty cool. We're professional here. Um, And our tag team partner this evening is um, another highly respected GM. This guy uh, owns the city of L.A., the one and only Dirty. Welcome to the podcast, sir. I appreciate it, man. I'll let you boy if you want it in your mouth. All right, gentlemen. Well, we're all here tonight running this podcast, a little bit different than in podcasts past. One of the biggest reasons because of that is we've lost our originator of this, SPL. He left the league recently, a little bit controversial. Um, What are you guys' feelings and thoughts on the fact that he's gone um, and, you know, how he went out? I guess, Trof, go ahead and start us off, big man. Um, you know, I guess it sucks that he left because he started a bunch of this stuff. Uh, but on the flip side, I don't really give a shit. Uh, he went out like a bitch and about it. How about you, Dirt? I mean, when you let a mama's boy, a.k.a. Dump, who probably does community service and eats dog's legs and shit and who knows what the hell he does, when you let him talk a little smack to you and you walk out the door. I mean, that's kind of lame, but peace out, man. Appreciate you for setting up the podcast. We'll holler at you later. I mean, no, I mean, I don't know. I think that he just traded away as good players. People gave him shit and he gave up and decided baseball is his thing. So, good luck to him in the past. You know, Dump uh, made the article his uh, truth bombs. Do you guys think that maybe he went a little too far on it? Personally, I enjoyed the article. Uh, every time Dump has a meltdown, it's always cool to watch it, you know, happen live and unfold. Uh, what did you guys think about that, Dirt? You thought it, the, uh, you know, was fair game his article? Well, I mean, I took white trash as was a compliment. I mean, you know, we we grew up together. He called me brother. I bring his sister, so that's what white trash things do. So it's all good to me, man. I laugh. I like it. How about you, Trove? Uh, I thought it was hilarious. Like, it's not not very often that someone with some sort of syndrome can make jokes. And it was cute, and I thought it was funny. So, well played. And uh, like I said, if you take it serious, you're a bitch. So, it wasn't a big deal. So, um, from that, we had a discussion and shout. I think Drews came on and... 
we were uh, talking about the nonstop ice burns that are, you know, competition in Shout and it's dragging the league down. Do you guys uh, believe that 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 is the case, or do you guys uh, agree that the league is toxic as SPL has uh, gone on record as saying, or do you think the league is is just fine as it is? Go ahead, Trove. Uh, I think it's good. I mean, it's ten times better than the other site, uh, original main board, which is just like spam twenty four seven. Uh, I feel like you you know most of the people on here, so it's a lot better. And I like the most most people on here. Um, I don't feel like it gets too bad if you take the internet too serious. You got more problems than this, but I, I mean, I, I'm cool with it. How about you, Dirt? Do yeah. you feel the league is toxic? It's going too far, or you just think people need to grow a set of balls? Dude, like, I mean, me and my homeboys, we talk shit to each other just as much, you know. It's more of a brotherly love than it is a hate. You know what I mean? People, you know, come in, people leave. I mean, I, I think it's pretty funny when someone gets a little butt hurt. I mean, I know some people... Oh, shit, I'll be the first to tell you, I get pissed sometimes, and I'll throw out my anger for, you know, for a day, and I'll be like, oh, shit, but, I mean, that's what happens, and, you know, I mean, it's just good times, and, uh, hell, shit happens, man, I, I don't see that big of a problem about it, I mean, if you truly don't like the guy, I mean, you know, you can say something to him about it, I mean, hell, I mean, you got, you know, I got upset whenever I fucked you over Jesus, I mean, you had a legit reason to be mad, and, I mean, shit happens, you know. There's dirt, dirt, dirt. We we shall not mention that name on this podcast ever. I'm very sensitive to that Jesus situation, and I've just gotten over it. That's like it's like me and the Des Bryant catch, man. It's gonna live with you until you die. You're gonna be like, I know. Man. And I, you know, like I said, man, as commission doing stuff and jumping in. I mean, shit happens, and you know, uh, we we forgive one another and you move forward. So, I mean, that that's how I feel about the shit talking and. I mean, hell, I hung out with some guys from from the board and had a hell of a time. So I'm I'm glad to be in the league. I hear you, man. I as someone who's a king of the drama, I have uh, had my spasms on the board, especially when it comes to the word word filters that are in shout. Just drives me fucking crazy. But you know, it is what it is. We're all good as long as they, we. Uh, um, my only beef is keeping the family and the personal stuff out of it, but outside of that, it's all good. Um, you know, I, I definitely think that you know, for the most part, it's it's definitely one of the better leagues that we've had. You know, going from 1.0 to 4.0 here, we uh, lost another GM along the way. Not only did we have an opening for the Knicks, but we also had an opening for those Golden State Warriors. Divine has left us. Um, are you happy to see that donkey leave? Are you guys surprised that he didn't act like a bitch and that he actually went out without any drama? Your thoughts on the whole divine run as GM? Uh, Dirt, you could take that as he's a fellow Western GM. Uh, <laughs> it didn't matter to me. Uh, I tried to make trades with him. I tried texting him. I tried talking to him. I tried doing anything to get his ass to do something. And, I mean, he would just ignore my texts or, or I mean, drink up, bitches. I'm saying I mean you know, too much, but, well, anyways, uh, I don't really care that he's gone or not. We just need a GM in there that's going to actually do some trading, and I'm glad Ocho's back, so good riddance. How about you, Trof? Thoughts on Divine? Um, shit. Uh, 
I liked him, but it, it was such a pain to have to deal with him. Like, I don't think I could, uh, heaven forbid, I had a child that had a disability. I could never walk them through everything like you have to do with the vine. Oh, it's painful. And I'm I'm kind of glad he's gone, but I feel bad for the West because they might, they'll most likely get a more competent GM in there. So it's going to hurt them. Yeah, I think overall it sounds like a lot of people reached out to Divine to try to keep him a part of this league and give him tips and hints. And, you know, I I know I've gone out of my way to look over some offers he's had and try to keep him more active via text. So, I mean, his heart just wasn't in it. I think it's cool that he bounced without being a drama a little drama queen, and that was really a big man of his. And, and like uh, – you know, Dirt mentioned we got Ocho back, so he's returned to the league. His first run was a little bit rough, I guess we could call it. Um, you know, it wasn't very successful. Uh, do you guys think he'll be better uh, this time around? Trofa, uh, I'll let you go ahead and answer that one first. Um, yeah, you know, I think so. Uh, it all depends, I guess, on how much interest you have. If you don't have much interest, you're not going to do well in anything you do. Uh uh, I tried. I've been trying to trade with him, but we can't get anything done. So I think he's just gonna hold on to his guys, and hopefully, I think he has his picks and just roll with it that way, which would probably be the smart thing to do. How about you, Dirt? How do you feel about Ocho uh, taking over the uh, Warriors here with um, you know MJ and company? No offense to Buck, but if he's two seed. We're at an all-time low. The Civic's at an all-time low, I swear. Well, I suck. I mean, I, I turned into Bob's. I mean, shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I texted him, and we did that Grand Hill deal, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but I think he's going to be involved a little bit more than what Divine is. I think he'll, I think he'll be a good addition to us. Uh, it's always good to have an, an OG, I guess some of you old, old guys like to say, but I mean, I've hung out with him outside of the league. He's a real good guy, and I'm just happy for him to come back in the league. And we you know, had some controversy with his freaking illegal tanking bullshit in 2.0, so it's another person to talk bullshit to, and somebody else is going to set their DCs on time, which is the number one thing in my book. Yeah, I think it, I think overall it's good to have Ocho back. Um, I, I definitely missed his, uh, you know, football talk we would have, you know, um, EPL and, and such, um, you know, it's good to have, like like you said, Dirt, good to have an original GM step back in. Hopefully he's a little bit more active, like Trophy said. Hopefully his heart's in it, because that's the biggest thing, man. If you're just half-assing this, you're never going to do, you know, it justice, and, and it's going to show. Um, one other member who replaced uh, SPL is Eric. First impressions on this guy? Uh, I personally think he's funny as hell. Uh, I've enjoyed his brief run as GM here. Um, you know, Dirt, You know, your thoughts on him? It reminds me of, like, Ankly or something, doing all these numbered <laughs> like, this dumbass dude that called Dirt, doesn't understand what the hell is going on. I just see a number nine and say I'm mid-range. you know, mid -range. But, I mean, so far, so good. Whatever it's going to take for another guy to come in here and throw up articles. Uh, we're at an all-time low with articles nowadays, so it's pretty impressive to see a new guy coming in here, throw, throw around some numbers, give us something to talk about. And I mean, it's almost like 20s was doing that for a little bit and kind of turned into our draft master and quit doing the little whatever the hell you called it. 
So it's it's good so far, so good in my opinion. And Trove? Um, yeah, I think he he's been good. Uh he's new. He's like a less sensitive SPL, I guess. Uh it seems to have taken it up pretty well. And actually wrote an article. I think he's he's Zill's friend, right? Yeah, uh, Eric's. That, um, who that is? No, I think he's Heeb's friend. Um, Harry G is Dilworth's friend. Oh, I don't. Apparently, I don't even know the fucking talking about. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he he's been the more active one, and uh, I guess kudos to him. Uh, hopefully, it works. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty clear that um, Hebes knows how to switch web browsers and log in and log out of his two accounts better than Dill does. So, um, you know, that's clear thus far. But Eric's really, really been uh, a shining star of the new GMs. We possibly have, uh, you know, an opening for another GM in Detroit. Would you guys be okay with SPL returning to take over that team? I know some guys in the league actually like him outside of him being ultra-sensitive, would you guys be against him taking over for Wolf? Dirt? Oh, shit. I don't I don't really care. I mean, he seemed pretty active. I, I just want somebody in there that's going to set a DC on time, that's going to talk a little trade, that might jump on the podcast. Walk, you know, I mean, we might not talk shit. You don't want to talk shit back. But, I mean, I, I think... Uh, Voting to this, all right. I'll be fine with it. I mean, he's he's done some more trades than me, which is probably pretty rare. I mean, it's probably because my team sucks ass right now, and I can't give away my team. But I mean, so far, I thought he was active enough to be a good good addition to the league. How about you, Trof? You had some yeah. harsh uh, comments for him earlier. Would you take no. him back as a GM? Yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, he was good while he was here, but then uh, who knows if it's going to work again? Uh, you might as well, because the person in there is not doing anything now, anyway. Or weren't you talking about Jay Gabriel possibly coming back? Not that 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 didn't work out with shit either, but um, we don't really have any other options unless you let Odin take him over, which doesn't seem very popular. Yeah, I think Odin mentioned Tyler possibly coming back into the league. <laughs> I don't know how excited he is for that. Um, you know, Jay's another name that's been tossed out. I know that uh, a certain Dallas Mavericks GM was trying to put the kibosh on that earlier in his, uh, you know, typical bossy way, even though he's a bitch. Um, but, yeah, I think SPL was a really big-time, you know, GM. He was active. I think he brought a lot of good stuff to the league. I, I would welcome him back. You know, having a uh, an empty uh, ghost GM in place really just drags it down. The more people you can talk trade with, the better, in my opinion. Um, you know, and I don't think really Odin wants to bring Tyler back in at this point. Um, but moving on here, speaking of Odin, uh, hot topic and shout recently was, you know, the possibility of him taking over a GM uh, slot. You know, what do you guys feel about him maybe GM and commissioning? Would that be a good idea? Do you guys think that, you know, you'd like him to see maybe take a break and just GM for, you know, a few seasons and have someone take over? If someone would take over, who do you guys think would be a good choice? Would you want to do it yourself? Um, you know, Troph, I know you spoke to Odin a little bit closer than most. 
you know, you want to go and attack that first. Go ahead, man. Uh, no, you know, he always makes comments about, oh, he wish he could trade, do this stuff. Um, so I, I said, I said something the other day and, uh, about switching commissions. Seems like there was a couple people who were up to it if it got to that point. Uh, but then he, he told me he wasn't interested in doing that, which more power to him. If he keeps on to commit, up to him. Uh, I think he does a good job, but I mean, it would be nice if he wanted. I don't, you don't want to make someone do something that they don't want to do. So if he wanted to jump out, hopefully he'd say something and we can get some new new blood in there. How about you, Dirt? What do you think about um, you know a commish code GMing or you know about the possibility of him stepping down? Would you want to go back in in the role as commissioner? Would you be cool with someone like Ian taking over? Yeah, I wouldn't mind Ann taking over. I mean, I wouldn't mind doing it myself, but unfortunately I just don't really have the time to do it. I mean, it would be all after work time, which would be 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock, something around there. So, I mean, <laughs> holy shit, I'm getting all these motherfuckers in chat drunk. Anyways, uh, well, I wouldn't want to do the code VM thing. Uh, looking at people's attributes and the potentials, and I just, I just wouldn't want that to happen. I'd rather somebody step up, and if he wanted to do it, three months from now, three months from now, he could, he could get back into it. But uh, I, I really wouldn't want him to DM and commission. But that's just, that's just me. Yeah, I think the whole commission slash GM role should really never take place in this league moving forward. I think Odin, like Trof said, when he wants to step down, I think, you know, that he should be given a team no problem, um, you know, and never want to force him out. I think that's a great point. You know, just whenever he's he's made his run and done it, he's been a phenomenal GM. Uh, I mean, Kamish, and, and I think uh, we all appreciate the work he's put in. So I think that's why people are eager and willing to give up their team to take over that role because of, you know, the time he did put in. So, you know, it's good to know that a guy like Ian, even though I personally uh, dislike him, um, I think he was a great commission, him being willing to, you know, step down and and letting Odin GM would be a really cool move on his part. Um, with that being said, let's, let's transition a little bit into our off-season that just passed. It's been a little while since we've had a podcast. Uh, Dilworth, he's our reigning uh, defending champion here. He's had a little bit of a, a drama offseason. Uh, how do you guys feel about him striking gold in the free agent market? In part because, you know, his terrible advice to his best friend, Harry G, on who to offer in free agency. What do you think about this controversy? Uh, you care to share some thoughts on it? Uh, Dirt, go ahead. Yeah, controversy or not, uh, I think his biggest problem was not signing Gervin. I think I'd rather have George Gervin than Cliff, uh, Cliff Robinson with his team. We already had one really good big man. Uh, I think that having two score, scoring bigs might might be his problem this year. I mean, I know his team's still sick and doing really good things, but when you look at that shooting guard hole, I'd I just rather put a, put a bid on somebody else rather than a center power forward. Uh, I mean, with the Harry thing, yeah, I, I don't know what he was thinking. Maybe he just had a brain fart. Maybe he knew what he was doing. Maybe he's just making excuses. Who knows? Uh, 
Bull's a good guy. I don't know if he really meant to do that, and who knows if he really would have gotten somebody. So, I don't know. I just throw that water under the bridge, and uh, I mean, that's a pretty big contract that he has on his books, especially with, you know, he's got Khalid Reeves coming off the books. He's got Will coming off the books. So, I mean, that's, that's, I think he's making 17 mil next year, Robinson is, Cliff is. So, I don't know. I would have rather thrown like a full max, one-year full max at Gervin or something. But playoff time, we'll find out if it was a good idea or not. How about you, Trophs? It seems like Dirt is very uh, easy going here on Dill. Doesn't think that he did much in the wrong here. You want to um, light a fire under Dill's ass here and, and light him up for his shit ass advice to Harry? <laughs> uh, apparently, I'm out of the loop. I didn't know any of this went down until I was reading your little rundown. And uh, I mean, I, th- I don't think it helped Dill at all. I think he got worse, like Dirt said. Uh, I don't. If I, I wouldn't offer Gervin or anyone if I was Harry. I mean, it's obviously was the best move for him. He's gonna land a top eight pick, and I mean, there's ten other fucking idiots that didn't offer max deals. So I don't see how it was just Harry. I mean, there's plenty of other people with cap room that could have prevented that from happening, and nobody did. All right, so us gentlemen on the, on the podcast here, loving about loving Dill. He's he's been cleansed of all his sins from us over here. Uh, a big name on the market, the biggest name in the league, maybe is Magic Johnson. Uh, he ended up staying with uh, MJ. Uh, thoughts, you guys, on it? Surprised that he actually stayed? Uh, I think a lot of people thought he might take a discount deal and bail on him. Um, I know this is. Dear Magic is dear to Dirt's heart, so we're gonna let him get last word on it. Trophy, you want to speak on Magic staying home? <laughs> um, I guess I was kind of surprised. I wouldn't mind him leaving, going out west, but it's kind of surprising that he stayed. Uh, I wish he wouldn't have, but I mean, realistically, MJ's got maybe a uh, one or two more years left in that run with that roster in his cap, but. I would have blown it up by now anyway. So, But Magic, I mean, he's obviously the best player there. And uh, I guess that's about all there is to it. It's random. You don't know where he's going to go. But I would have rather him went out west or someone who would misuse him, like, dump time. How about Dirt? How are your thoughts on him actually staying home and, and not bailing like he did on you? <laughs> Matty Johnson reminds me of my ex-girlfriend. You thank the hose oil until you wake up and you're pissing out fire. And then you get a phone call and she's crying, saying she got an STD. I mean, the bitches, I mean, you, you can't trust them nowadays. You get somebody number one overall, they ball out for you, and then they leave. So, fuck them. I hope he goes to hell. In the story. Well said, my friend. Uh, another topic of conversation this year is the Wolves. Ian's Timberwolves joining the tanking world in one of the most loaded classes. Uh, Seems like he's taken the Canes approach of half-assing it. Um, Do you guys think that this is a wise move by Ian, trying to hold out for what seems to be suspect first-round picks? Or, you know, do you agree with that type of tanking, guys? Or do you you, you rather see the bottom out really quickly and just get guys off your roster? Uh, Dirt, how, how do you feel about that tanking style. Do you think Ian uh, chose the right way to go? 
I don't think he chose it that way. I think he tried to get rid of his players, but just couldn't get it done. But I mean, when I when I tried when I tanked, I was able to get rid of my players and found somebody that could take them on and actually had the good players to do it. When he you know traded for traded Alvin Robinson to me, he really didn't have a plan in place because it was kind of a last minute thing. So. I think it's just more about he couldn't get the expiring contracts to get his ship players to where he could tank. He's probably looking at next year he's going to tank, and the year after that he's going to tank. But it seemed like he was, you know, cool with getting a late lotto this year, maybe trying to get a 12, 11, 10 pick and going full steam ahead with his tank the next year. But I really think that Haynes is doing exactly what you don't need to do. You, know, you you offer this you know nasty contract and then you don't even give them away for free and you just let guys walk on your team. I don't think that's what Wynn's plan is. I think he's got a plan in place and he's just going to be a little more patient, I guess, than, than myself. How about you, Troph? You agree with what Dirt's saying here that his tank is is going well? Would you be something that you would follow? I know you're usually pretty active when it comes to trading guys off when you feel like it's time to to re- reboot um you know i would have at some point you got to say fuck it and swallow your pride and give you guys away for free you're not going to win every deal but that being said if you can't get expirings back it doesn't matter what you do i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't take on long-term money to get worse uh so if he couldn't get anyone back that was expiring i could see why he would hold on to them I'd rather have the cap space in a what eleven to fifteenth pick than a shitty roster in a fifth pick. Oh, we got yeah. I, I I uh I think Ian's tank is is probably not going according to plan. Obviously, I I think like you said, Trof. I think you can't win every deal, and sometimes you just got to bail on it. I think uh, Kane's you know, really screwed up with that King deal. I don't think Ian's is, is exactly the same type of tank, but, you know, you, you, there comes a time where it's just time to offload, and with this class being so loaded, you would have thought, you know, Ian would have jumped shipped a lot earlier to get a, you know, get a better pick in this draft. Um, it is deep, so that's a that's a good consolation prize, but, you know, personally, I, I just think that it's, it's, a, it's a weird tank for sure. Uh, a guy who's known for being a pretty... Uh, eccentric GM and, and pulling off really weird deals and then getting himself in all types of situations is RW. Um, he got himself a, a pretty nice squad, making some moves this off season, but he put himself in a little bit of a pickle here. He won't be able to offer Jerry West a max deal come free agent time. One, are you guys surprised that he put himself in this corner? Uh, do you think someone will bail him out? Last check when we started this podcast he still had a few minutes to make a last-minute trade. I know he's doing the markets, offering dump bucks for someone to take some of his scrubs so he can clear up the space. Uh, Troph, you think he's going to get out of it, or you think he's screwed? Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure, but I see someone from Florida's calling. So I think yeah, you want to you wanna get him on the call here? I'm, I'm hoping this might be our dub, but I'm thinking it's probably Keynes, which is fine too. Yeah, let's 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 get him on the call and let's see uh let's see what he has to say. Florida, you are on the line. Speak to us. You know, I'm insulted. Saying I half asked it. No 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 no. That was a complete zero asked it. Come on. At least give me a little credit. 
You want full credit for being a shitty ass tanker, Keynes? Is that what's going on here? Pretty, pretty much. Yeah, I've done a pretty shitty job over the past, you know, two, three months, and yeah, I, I admit it. I don't deny it at all. Do you think uh, you will ever be able to get rid of King? Uh, at this rate, no. I'll trade you Lamb. But uh, in, 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 <laughs> in case people are aware, he is for sale, and he's having a good season. You know, are you looking for draft picks make, in return, or will you just take uh, dead money? Um, I'm pretty fucking desperate here, guys. Hey, man, you can pull a with Bill Lambeard. <laughs> what? I said I got Bill Lambeard. All right, who am I talking to? This is uh, Bert, the guy you traded a AD to, <laughs> and I dominated the league as commission. Like a... Yes, sir. Of course, you were able to get AD and win all those titles that AD could never win with my loaded teams. It took me like three weeks to get that deal done, so let's just make yeah. that deal for, for King, and then everybody can make fun of me instead of you. That's a pretty well, shitty comment. Well, I mean, uh, why don't we talk trade later and then <laughs> ask him about opening up with you? No, we are not talking about that. Well, since you're on you're on the phone, Keynes, a fellow, I guess, Floridian in RW, uh, you surprised he got himself into that uh, bad position here where he's going to be limited with Jerry West? Is anybody really surprised? I mean, I, I have a higher opinion of RW than most people. I mean, he's really not that bad of a guy. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, he, he GMs by the seat of his pants. Like, I don't, honestly, I don't know what, what he's doing sometimes. Like, he... I mean, people say I'm bad to deal with. Like, I get some trade offers for him, and I'm like, "What are you thinking, man?" And it's like, whatever. But I mean, he'll bury himself, and he'll figure some way to get out of it. And he won't end up. He won't end up as good as he was before. But he'll he'll figure something out. I mean, it's not going to be great, and he's probably going to get made fun of. Might be deservedly so, but he'll figure something out. Uh, how about you, Dirt? Dirt, you think he's uh he's stuck here, and, and he's going to end up saying goodbye to Jerry West? Oh, he, Jerry West is gone. Like, he, I, I don't know how he's going to figure that out. You talking to me? Yeah, Dirk, go ahead. Yeah, he's walking. He, I mean, he was on the Clippers. Every point guard that was drafted by the Clippers fucking walks their first contract. Everybody know that. Goddamn. That's all i got to say uh, about that. Uh, Canes with you here. Uh, the Sixers have made some moves. Your thoughts on his his uh, unloading of Marco Sol this early, and then dealing all those uh, trades, uh, all those draft picks to Ank in return for Catfish. Uh, your thoughts on the deal? I don't get it. If you're gonna buy, you might as well really start buying. I don't get. I don't get buying to continue your tank, and uh, I mean it doesn't make sense to me. I. I mean, uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna buy, go buy. I mean, there's this guy Reggie King. He's really good. You can you can trade for him. And, you know, all right, really make all right, Kings, we uh, we appreciate the phone call, but this is not gonna be you know an infomercial. Have a good night, sir. All right, gentlemen, with Kings oh, no longer mean. on the phone call. <laughs> Trof, what do you think about uh, Faison's moves? Uh, you think that he was uh, a little too eager to jump on Catfish, unloading all those draft picks? Um, yes and no. Uh, I just want to state 
for the record, I used to fucking hate Canes. Thought he was a dick sucking faggot from Florida. Uh, and he came up for the Lincoln, the uh, Miami, uh, Nebraska game, and uh, we tailgated. He was actually good shit, and uh, he's. It makes me think that not everyone's probably as bad as the team on here, except like R Dub. Uh, but back to the original question. Um, I mean, I he's obviously won some games now that he added Catfish or whatever, um, but he's still sitting in a good spot. I mean, I don't think he's that good, and uh, I think if you had, but, I mean, then again, Ink didn't have really much else that you would want. I mean, no one, I wouldn't want the Livingston deal uh, at all. So, I mean, that's really his only other asset other than an old uh, Westfall. But I think it'll work out for him because you figure he's got Robinson coming back. He's going to have a ton of cap. Uh, if Conley ever develops with the shit, he'll have a really good team. Maybe he can get Jordan back from Ocho. I don't know. Uh, Dirt, what do you think uh, about Faison's moves? Do you think he gave up way, uh, too many draft picks there, gave all of Ang's picks back and didn't get enough in return? Or do you think, you know, usually when a GM is trading back for all his picks, usually one pick, he's given up a pretty substantial piece. Uh, Ang was able to get all three of his picks um, back. Do you think, you know, Faison made a good move here? Yeah, I think he did. Well, I mean, when you got David Robinson and you've got Catfish, that's legit. And now you're just on the hunt for your wings, which is the most important asset to your team. So he's got some quicker picks that are going to be pretty valuable. I've already tried to throw some PMs his way to see what he would want. I threw Ellis out there, and he shot that down, So, which I, I figured he would, but I was still going to throw something out there. I'm thinking about tanking. I'm just... My team is garbage, so I think he's on the right track. If he can get lucky in free agency, he, he might have a pretty damn good team. I, I'm sure he, he's probably not going to tank next year, but, I mean, I'm just curious what kind of moves he has in his sleeve right now. Looking at the market, there's not a lot of people out there selling, but we have a huge free agent class. So if, if Wilt doesn't re-sign, I don't think he'll go after Jerry West. A couple others out there that he's going to throw some big money at. So we'll see. Um, good luck to him. Because, uh, it's going to be tough to beat those Rockets if he can re-sign Reeves and his players. So I'm curious to see. It's, it's going to be fun to watch. You seem a little bit down on your team here, Dirt. You moved uh, a pretty uh, big name in the league in Grant Hill earlier this year. Uh, thoughts, your, your thoughts behind the move, and it seems like you possibly are looking to – do a full rebuild coming up here. Uh, you care to give us some insight on, on where you're at with your team right now? Yeah. I moved Grand Hill just because I had enough wings to really put, put in this place. Uh, I needed the hard cap for next year. I, I'm just praying to the good sim gods that Billy Donovan re-signed. He's playing legit for me at point. I moved Robin to shooting guard and Will Ellis at the three, and that, that's really boosted my team. It's knocked down my turnovers. My stills have gone up with Donovan. Uh, I mean, my defense is pretty good. I I should be around 50 wins possibly this year, and that's my best record since probably eight years or so. So I've pretty much been down in the dumps 
team's been garbage for a really long time. So I'm pretty much lost right now. I just got to sit here and wait until I can get a pick back, which is another four years. So we'll be seeing you on these podcasts, you know, tears on my sheet of papers talking about something, hoping that somebody will trade with me. But I already know I'm going to be in hell for the next few years. So I'm just here to talk a little shit. You know, talk with my homeboys, get up, you know, just something to do. So, yeah, it's, I'll trade a grand deal because I don't need a big man. That's about it. Cool, man. All right, Trof, uh, you moved Bo Kimball uh, for Scotty Pippen and a couple of draft picks. Uh, do you feel like Pippen has any more, has life in him? I know he hasn't had a lot of points pumped into him, but he looks pretty pedestrian at this point. Well, that's actually kind of what I'm going for. I'm trying to get to be like 42 and 42. Or no, that's that's actually 84. That would not be right. You can't do that. Um, but I, I don't know. You know, I'll put pumps into him uh, or pump some points into him. And if he develops, cool. If not, whatever. I got a lot of very marginal small forwards, it appears. So hopefully some of them, they're all young. So hopefully a couple of my shitty picks will develop and uh, I'll have about 30 million cap this off season to drop on some players. Well, as someone that owns your, your, you know, 30, 12 draft pick, I'm uh, approving of the moves to get average. Uh, it's slowly dropped you down the standings here and, and allowed me to possibly get a second lotto pick here. So I'm, I'm a big fan of your, your progress this season. <laughs> I must say, uh, Appreciate especially it. considering the depth of this draft. I'm just going to throw that shot in there. Apologize for my co-host to do that, but, you know, I am a, a little bit happy to get a little bit of luck here. Um, Dill uh, came out of the West last year. Uh, Steamrolled uh, had a big-time battle with uh, Bruns in the finals, uh, took it seven games, and, and claimed his championship. Do you guys uh, feel like he's going to make another run back into the finals? He proclaimed to possibly have the greatest team in Sim League history after his free agent market concluded. Uh, do you guys think he's going to come uh, re- repeat to the finals, or do you see someone else coming out of the West? Uh, Trophy, go ahead and take that one. Um, I mean, I think this is the first, one of the first seasons where the East is substantially better than the West, but you still have, I mean, the Blazers are playing good. I don't think they're going to do shit in the playoffs. I don't know how they're that good, but good job for for Duck, I guess, and uh, I mean, really, there's only two teams that are worth a fuck, I think, and Mavericks and Rockets. I think it's going to obviously come down to those two. And the East is stacked. You got seven teams that can make a run, um, but like ultimately, I think it comes down to the Mavericks, Rockets, and I think I think the Mavs will beat them this year. Uh, that losing their center hurt them, but I think if you had to take all the rosters and you'd want Robinson and Keaton over Reeves and Stanley. And I hope I hope soup gets it done. How about uh how about you, Dirt? You uh your thoughts on the West this year and who you see coming out of it? Yeah, I am gonna echo what Trophy said. I think that you've got I mean Adrian Dantley has really came into his own this year. When you look at his that line and how much he's scoring, that's, that's really impressive, especially when you have those 
other two scorers on his team with the uh, you know, Skywalker and Keenan. That one, two, three punch is going to be deadly in the playoffs. So I think the Rockets and Mavs will be one, two going into the Western Conference Finals. And it's just going to go down to like game seven and what kind of field goal percentage the software is going to make each team shoot. I mean, it's going to be as simple as that. I mean, we can sit here and talk about it, but I, I think it's going to be the Mavs when I personally look at it. And we have Canes back on the line from Florida. Uh, Canes, you wanted to chime in on Dill's uh, self-proclaimed dynasty. Uh, go ahead and uh, give us your two cents on it, bud. Well, he can say it's a self-proclaimed dynasty, but it's all over it in this offseason. We all know why. DJ Khaled, he ain't staying. He doesn't stay with anyone. Fuck you, DJ Khaled. <laughs> Forgot you had him. I hate you. But, uh, no, I, I agree with everyone else. I think it's a two-team race, but I think the Mavs got it. I mean, it really, it really is impressive how Soup manages to rework his roster, never really tank, and stay at the top of the standings year after year. I mean, he keeps the same two core players around, you know, Keenan and, and Skywalker, but, like, he keeps changing his roster, keeps finding players. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he sends naked pictures of himself to the GMs and, and gets them on their good side. You know, he's also very good at finding Chico players and keeping them long-term. He's he's wise with that. Um, but, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, Soup is, is one of the top. If if he's not number one, he's he's 1B, that's for sure. He, he's, he's, he's one of the best in the league, and I'm, I'm glad that I brought him to the league. I'm sure others might not be so happy that he's dominated in his run, but he's he's an A-plus GM for sure. Um, the only thing I'd say is better would be Jay Rich, and he's no longer with us. Yeah, exactly. Jay Rich would probably be the only other guy, and he, and he dominated for a very long time uh, with the Josh, uh, with the Joe Smith and company. Didn't Jay Rich get like a... Uh, uh, he was, like, really good before I came in, but didn't he have a buddy that traded him, like, KG, and then he got, like, the 1.4 pick from somebody else? What kind of – that how he came to fame? He he had two really good runs. I mean, I, I he may have been assisted in one of his runs, but he, but he built two, basically, mini dynasties. Uh, he – in his run in in the league when he was with us. So, I mean, he was a pretty good GM. I mean, very good GM. Uh, we we touched on the on the e, on the West. So let's let's talk a little bit about the East. It looks like uh, you know there's a couple of of really strong teams out east. As Trophy alluded, it, it could be the first year that the East is overall a stronger um, you know side of the league. Uh, do you guys uh, feel like you know Bruns' Chicago Bulls are gonna? Take it, uh, make it back to the finals. Do you you think we might have a, a finals rematch of last year? Uh, I know some of you guys think uh, you know Soup may have something to say, but do you think uh, Bruns is going to come back to the finals? Uh, go ahead, uh, uh, Dirt. You can answer that one. As a TXA member, having a tattoo on my chest, me and Bruns has done a lot together, but I do not think he is going to go this year. Uh, I think that was a pretty big trade for the Magic, getting um, that young cat from the Crafters. Uh, we, his roster is looking legit again. Uh, I think that Magic's going to do something crazy in the playoffs like he normally does, and he's going to be battling 
And it's going to be Skywalker, Skywalker versus Magic in that finals, in my opinion. Canes, uh, how about you? How do you see the East uh, boiling down? Do you, do you think uh, you think the Magic uh, with Magic Johnson are going to take it, or you you see uh, the Chicago Bulls repeating? Well, since he took down my, my probably my, the best team I've ever put together my, on it by himself, I'm never going to bet against Magic Johnson ever. I mean, that's all I can really say about that. The one thing I'm just noticing this, and it really is completely off topic, but Joel Anthony's grade sets are probably the most accurate grade sets for a scrub I have ever seen. Well, we appreciate that random fact, Keynes. Yes. See, see, when you haven't been active in a while and you're starting like, oh, this guy's in the league, you see Joel Anthony, and like, yeah, that's his real-life grade set. So, I mean, you could probably put handles at that. <laughs> Trof, what do you think about the East? Uh, you like uh, MJ and 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 his magic, or do you want to you know, go with Bruns here to repeat? Um, close one. I think in the in the playoffs, you normally would have to go with Magic, but Bulls are very good. Uh, Okafor and Monroe probably cancel each other out, and then it just comes down to. Obviously, every other position, but I would probably lean Magic. But there's there's like six teams that could make it. I'm not even gonna count the Cavs because I don't know how they're good ever. They shouldn't be. Um, you got the Hawks, but I don't think they're gonna end up doing much with Jerry West at point guard. Uh, Celtics have two bigs that shoot like shit, and I think the the wild card is gonna be the Bullets. Uh, I think they could easily come out of the East this year. So, Trofe, if you had to pick a champion, if you got to go on a limb, one team, who's going to be, you know, uh, the king of this league when it's all said and done? Who you got? Uh, I, I go Rockets. Uh, I think I don't think they're as good as they were last year, but I still think they're the best team. Uh, I think in the playoffs, I'd rather have Gervin than uh, Robinson, but. It's all going to work out. But I hope, I still think inside that the Mavs are going to beat the Rockets, so I guess I'd have to go with the Mavs. Mavs to win it all, huh? Soup gets another title? Uh, I'm thinking so. I think it's going to be the last one with this core. With this core, yeah. Dirty, you, you riding with your roommate? Is, is uh, Soup going to get one more title? Yeah, I'm going to ride or die with him, man. It's, I think Trophy did right on the head when he was talking about this last uh, last thing to go around with this core. I think he'll he'll end up getting that W. I really think Dan Lee's going to be the reason. I mean, uh, it, it's it's too good of a 1-2-3. When you got the Rockets with Hawkins, who I know he's not shooting that much. He's only got like nine points per game. But when you have a shooting guard, how many points do they average? I mean, almost 80 points or something like that at what kind of field goal percentage. That's that's really tough to do. I don't you don't see that, you know, every day in the sim league. I've got very fast, and my guys don't shoot for shit. So it's it's really weird how his team is shooting that much and that efficient. So I'm going to go with them. Um, also, also, one more thing. Go ahead. Uh, I saw it in the chat thing, and I was thinking this too. 
why why did MJ trade Barker for Dr. J, who is just fucking straight garbage now? Yeah, that that was definitely a head scratcher. I think he wanted to upgrade, but that wasn't that wasn't an upgrade. Uh, you know, that was definitely a downgrade on his team. I think pretty much everybody was in agreement with that. I I think he he saved it a little bit with Lex Drum coming on. You know, he got that he got him off of uh, Pistol Pete. You know, so you know I, I think that uh, that that saved it a little bit. But yeah, Doctor J move was definitely a head scratcher. Um, <clears throat> with that said, uh, I think if I throw my two cents in here, I, I agree that uh, Dill's team is probably a little, uh, took a little bit of step back. I, I really think that, you know, Soup is going to make it out of the West, and I think Bruns is going to repeat and come out, out of the East. I, I think Bruns wins it. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just because he has my old team and, and I want to see them win a title, but I, I think Soup is going to make it there. I just like Bruns' team, and, and statistically, According to Eric Sheet, there uh, they're pretty good uh, in all categories. So I think it's a good chance you see those two teams matching up in the finals. Um, you know, now with that that our predictions in the books, uh, let's transition a little bit to a major part of our our, our sim league, and that's the draft. Uh, some have said it's the best class on paper in 4.0 history. Uh, do you guys think that that's an accurate statement? Uh, Dirt, go ahead. Draft class is pretty stacked, no doubt. I can't remember what exact year it was in 2.0, but it was when you and Kane had this brilliant idea to do this training camp and bump every rookie plus five. I can't remember what year that should have been. Year. What year was that? Well, it kind of reminds me of that. <laughs> I uh, clearly remember the days of Kane's being draft master and being asked to assist him a little bit or, you know, trying to hop on there. It was uh, like going to the doctor and getting your teeth pulled, trying to deal with canes and his creating of prospects. And just if you guys got to see the back end of what he created, guys, and they're a great set, I literally was fighting with him every single day to nerf guys and drop them down. And it got to the point where I just freaking gave up. I said, forget this. I, you know, A lot of that training camp was us posting – grades that were lower on purpose and just revealing the true grades after training camp. So, and that was pretty much all Kane's at that point. But, uh, you know, I just want to give you a little back history on that, but go ahead, Dirt, go ahead and, uh, talk a little bit more about this draft class. Yeah. I was kind of, you know, skimming through the players and I mean, Buster, congratulations on Chalky Studebaker. He's going to be the best motherfucker in the draft. Yeah, other than him, I'm a big Stephon Marbury guy. Not in real life, but looking at those grades, those are stacked. I, you know, creating some of those rookies and seeing how young he is and that balling ass, E-minus across the board, I would take them one, too. I know Trophy would go, you know, AI-1, but, man, it'd be really hard to not take the younger guys. 17, Trophy, 19, Marbury. I mean, those would be hard to get those one, two, And then you know, if you throw in Ray Allen, four, three, pretty damn stacked top five, if you ask me. What What about Kobe? Would Kobe be number one for you? I I think I might have missed that. Or did you just gloss over him? Like Kobe would be, like, I mean, that's, I'm saying that, Kobe would be five for me. Yeah. I, I would, personally, I would almost take Trophy two. There's a, you know, Odin kind of said, hey, we're going to have a Trophy in this class. We're going to have him 17. And he's going to have that polished to grades. I don't give a damn about B potential. I mean, that's just a display grade. It'd be really hard to even 
say no to Chalky at one. Well, Marbury with that B minus, I'd have to I'd have to pull the trigger on him at one. Brof, uh, your thoughts on this 4.0 class? Uh, is it is it the best that we've seen? Uh, let's talk a little bit about AI. You were throwing smoke screens like a motherfucker and shout. <laughs> Uh, trying to act like you wouldn't want to trade up to get him when we all know that is your heart right there. Uh, talk about it, my brother. We know coming from the inner cities of Omaha, Nebraska, I have a lot in common with Allen Iverson. Um, but that's really where it stops. Um, as far as the, the draft class, I think it's probably it's not as top. I don't think it's like as good as the Will Oscar class, like, top three, but I think top, like, 13 is very deep. Um, I think there's a lot of good players, and uh, it'd be great to have my pick, but I don't have it, so I'm going to watch. might try and trade in, deal some of my guys, but we'll we'll find out. Before we but move to the next top topic, five, we... Oh, Oh, I'm sorry, Trofa. I, I want to hear your top five, but we got uh, <laughs> another caller on the line. I'm going to patch him here in here and see if he wants to discuss a little bit about this, this 4.0 draft, and we will get your top five right after. Uh, non-member, you want to chime in here? Well, apparently he does not. Yo. Oh, go ahead, Mr. Non-member. Uh, hey, lay your hey, it's Buster. What's going on? Not much, hey. man. How you doing? I didn't hear what you said because uh, some lady came on and said, you are no longer muted. And so I missed your whole question there. What was that? Uh, apologies. We're we're discussing the 4.0, uh, this draft, and if it's the best in 4.0 history. Your thoughts? Uh, you know, I was looking at the draft file, which, by the way, I'm really glad Odin's got that up. Cause I like draft files and all, as we all know. But, uh... I was looking at it, and it looks damn good. I'm really envious of 20 this year. He's got, like, three picks that are going to be in the lotto, maybe four. I don't know. He's got a hell of a help set up this year. But uh, I got a, a inkling with the way Odin runs things. I got a feeling that he's going to be busting dudes left and right. And then I can on, on the flip side, I could kind of see him beast in the 2000, shitty 2000 class. So I don't know. He keeps me uh, keeps me guessing. He worries me a little bit. But definitely on paper, it definitely looks like the best class we've had by far. If you had the number one pick in this draft, uh, would Chalky be your guy? Better. Oh, Chalky or Kobe is tough. Um, I've went back and forth on that. I looked the other day. I was sitting there kind of comparing grades and everything. And Chalky being 17 is huge, but I got a love for Kobe. But a lot of people don't like him. On the other hand, so that kind of gets in my head. I don't know. It'd be it'd be one of those I'd go back and forth and I'd pull the trigger and make the wrong pick at the last minute. So it's it's tough to say right now. I heard through the grapevine, Kobe's going to have Grand Hill-like handles. Uh, <laughs> that wouldn't <laughs> surprise me one bit. Uh, i got kind of the same problem with Al Horford, so I, I'm kind of having trouble picking guys who can along on the ball. If, as someone who's tanked for the, like the last 8,000 years, uh, the last few draft classes have not been very strong. So if you are a correct buster and Odin's going to be busting guys left and right in this class, I may be tanking for the next four more years, and that's not a vision that I want to see come true. So let's just hope that this draft is really deep and there are no busts, at least in the top 13. Let them be solid all the way across. 
Yeah, um, I'm, I'm with you there. I got a uh, I got Cofed or whatever the hell is the Husker. I don't know if I know his real name, but that guy is terrible. He's he's great for my tank, I guess, but he's a terrible player. Can't even shoot forty percent. And then I got I mean Horford looks solid, but hard telling what he does on a legit team, you know. So I'm I'm not not quite as unlucky, Banks, but I, I hear where you're coming from there. Yeah, a trophy. You were giving us your top five in this draft. Go ahead and uh, let us know. You know the other four after AI that's on top. <laughs> um, honestly, if I had a top five pick, I'd go. I'd probably go Ray Allen, and then uh, probably Stefan, and then Kobe, then Iverson, and then probably Chalky. But I like. I mean, it's deep. I think Sharif is very good. I like Camby a lot. And I wouldn't draft Ben Wallace at all. Those guys, with that grade set, I mean, it's like Larry Sanders, again, who is fucking horrible in this league. Unless they have a weird name and very shitty grades, you don't draft them. <laughs> uh, Dirt, you seem to be pretty high on Chalky, given his age. Is that uh, something that, you know, is based off of your years of uh, commission and knowing the back end of the system here? Because... Not very many people have been talking about Chalky going number one or even number two. Yeah, definitely a definitely a top five, six player, but you seem to be extremely high on him. Yeah, I, I say it a lot. Ian said it's not true. But I'm just a big fan on, on 17-year-olds, man. You know, is, so, you, so you like them younger? <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I, I guess more mixing. 17 years old, had blue minus inside, B plus outside, was on like 88 potential. First TC jumped back to 100. And the next TC had 100 again. The next one he had like 90. Uh, I just, I've seen more youngsters go up in potential than, say, 22, 23-year-olds or 20-year-olds. I mean, Kobe could be a beast, too. I mean, he's young, but I just I would rather draft a younger guy that's more polished. I mean, because I see those C pluses in Kobe's game, and then I see Chalky with a what, B B minus scoring at 17. I could very easily jump to A minus A minus before you know, really quick. That's so, interesting because because it seems like Ian, who's also commissioned, he's pretty big on on Kobe with his his great sets being where they are. He feels like. He has a really good chance of becoming. Well, I guess maybe his his floor is a lot higher than than some of the prospects coming up there. I guess you don't necessarily agree with that. Well, like, yeah, I don't agree with that. I think that Banks can have a. Thanks. I apologize. I mean, Odin can. I almost say it's underground because we can't see it, but he can. But he can twerk his attributes into his players to where they don't look like they would be that good, but when you plug them in and you give them 40 minutes, they're, they're damn good. Kind of like a Williamson, you know, or like a Montreef, a C-plus inside is 100. I mean, like, for example, Simboid, you know, Ian wanted to build them up. The dude almost had, like, 90 strings. You know what I mean? And he had, what was his inside, C-plus or something like that? And he yeah. Uh, you can you can make those players, you know, especially at a point guard. If you make a point guard really strong, they're going to be pretty damn good. So it, it, when you have the software for hours and hours and you just start building players and players and adding them in, you start seeing the, the trends and what you can do. I mean, 
that's kind of what I like about him. He has some second-round guys that he makes all-stars. But then again, when you tank like you have for so many years and you have so many top-five picks and they don't pan out, pan out, you get really aggravated. So it's kind of... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It just depends. So I just like the younger guy. I would I would rather draft a 17-year-old, 18, 19. That's why there's so many really good prospects because they're all young. But on the flip side, we had Josh Smith and the Wright brothers or whatever the hell. I know they're not related, but you had a lot of youngsters in that draft class. And look what it did. So it's not like it works every time. In your opinion, do you think that the prospects being in the teenage years, they have a, a better chance of the software falling. In. We always hear about, you know, the software didn't be, didn't agree with Odin and, and nerf players, and then this guy wasn't supposed to be great, and the software took over. You feel like a, a kid that's 17, 18 has a higher percentage chance that he will be taken by the software and, and turned into a beast? Well, that's, that's why I said Marbury number one. Because I think there's two things that the software is more uh, kind of leans towards, and that's a point guard, and that's a youngster. You can put an 80 potential in a point guard, and you can put an 80 potential in a small forward. And I feel like that you can have 80% of the time the point guard is still going to come out to be a good player. While if you're a small forward and have 80-85, you can turn into a gentile type player. The software does allow that, but that's you know a one out of ten chance instead of a point guard's more of a six out of ten chance. And that's just my opinion and how I've done it. And Each damn sim's different. You know what I mean? So it's it's all rolling the dice. All right, gentlemen, let's uh, let's finish this up, this call up, uh, this podcast up a little bit here. Give me your, you know, favorite player in this draft, not necessarily the best player in this draft, but a, a player that you have your eye on that you, you know, maybe followed in his career or, or something along those lines. Just your favorite prospect in this draft. How about a player that you would absolutely stay away from no matter what? And maybe a guy that you might uh, think Odin, you know, has secretly beasted that could be a, a surprise, uh, an Odin special, if you will. Uh, Dirt, go ahead and take a, take that first, and then we'll get Buster and Trophy to follow up. I can't remember his first name. It was like something Livingston. It was like B minus across the board. It almost looked like Wishes Randy. Huh? Randy. Brandon, yeah. Reminds me of uh, Lucius Allen. Well, I mean, he didn't really turn out to be something, but, man, it's, uh, that's, I think Jameer, did Jameer Nelson have C potential? It's hard for me to remember because I haven't tanked as much as I liked this year, but it seems like Odin likes to ignore that C, B, which I did the same thing. You know, if there was a polished guy with B potential, I, I wouldn't. Sometimes I gave him a lot just because he was more polished and it was a more sure thing. But I think that he could be a secret little little nugget through the draft. And who I would want to stay away from is, which a lot of people probably would, but Antoine Walker and kind of Page. I'm I'm not a real big fan of them. I know they're a little, you know, 21. And Page reminds me of another Tony Kukoc. And so I don't like drafting small forwards with C outside unless you're Larry Keenan, I guess. But like, those are some of the guys that I would kind of shy away from. And well, There's so many players. Who knows what Odin's going to do? So it's almost, you know, spin the wheel, pick the guy, and hope you get lucky. In your opinion, this is a draft that you, you would say, if you own a second-round pick, definitely be around to make that selection? 
I think nowadays, if you have a second-round pick, I wouldn't be giving that thing away for free. I agree with you. How about uh, Buster? You want to go ahead and uh, give us your, you know, favorite guy in the draft, maybe outside of Chalky and Kobe, uh, you know, a bust guy and maybe a sleeper in your mind? Uh, outside Chalky and Kobe. Well, Kobe, uh, I love him. I put that on record. And uh, he's a good man. He he, he was <laughs> actually innocent of that rape charge in Colorado. So uh, let's quit, let's quit, you know, talking shit about him, guys. Uh, but no, uh, Dirt doesn't like Antoine Walker. I actually think he's going to be, I'm, I'm going to call him now, I think he's going to be a top five player in this draft. It's a loaded draft, and I, I don't know. I feel like Odin likes those tweeners. I feel like he could be one of those dudes who you move to small forward and he goes, you know, maybe plus two, at least plus one. Uh, Steve Nash, C-minus defense. God damn, I mean, that's a death sentence right there. I'm not going to touch him. Um, Kerry Kittles, I like him, so I'm taking him over in 2.0 and you know, teaching Ian how to GM the the Wolves, getting shit done that he couldn't do. And other than that, um, really, that's about it. But I'm, I, I don't know. I feel like Antoine Walker's got a lot of uh, a lot of potential, and he's a tweener, and I think he's going to be a a better version of Glenn Robinson. And I'm not talking the this year's Glenn Robinson. I'm talking the the Glenn Robinson that should have after his rookie year. What he look like? I think that's going to be that type of player. Could be wrong. I'll probably be wrong, but I think he's gonna be good. Okay, and Trofa, uh, how about you? Uh, somebody that you love outside of AI, you know, outside of the obvious guys, maybe. Uh, you know, somebody that you just won't touch, you know, without a shadow of a doubt. Just keep them away from your squad. Um, I really like uh, Todd Fuller. I never, I don't even know who the fuck that is, but his grades are phenomenal. He's got C potential. But he's got good size and got great grades. He looks like the center that RW has. Um, I really like Marcus Camby, uh, even though he's got D plus outside. He's got tremendous grades already, but he's pretty thin. Um, someone who I would stay away from would be I wouldn't touch Steve Nash. Um, I I would not draft Ben Wallace. How about Pager? Would you roll the dice on Pager one more time? Oh, I would. Definitely. And then <laughs> another person I would I would probably draft is uh this fellow named Jesus Abdul Wahad. Because for whatever reason Odin likes weird names and he hates Jesus, but I think he would make this Jesus good because He's he's weird like that. I don't know. He the players he likes like Jeff Green and them. He made shitty. Uh, I draft Alabama people, hoping they're gonna be good, and they suck balls. And then he makes Kentucky players good. I don't know. Like a guy who lets African Americans fuck his wife for fun. It makes no sense to me. And more power to him. Uh, trophy. We need to hang out soon. <laughs> uh, you know, Buster, since you're on here, Ian is, is kind of running his mouth here about how you were clueless and he basically told you to fuck off and he was going to draft, you know, T-Mac and Andre Miller here. You care to shed some some light on the situation? Uh, you you want to let him, you know, keep his mouth running on yeah. 100 here? You want to shut him up? Go ahead, man. Yeah, 
Um, actually, in 2.0, somebody said a half-court shot there again in this Bulls game. It's getting crazy. But uh, 2.0, um, you actually sent me an invite, told me to come over check it out. I took over the Wolves, and this was like the second day I was on the board. I had no fucking clue what I was doing. He's like, hey, make a list. Who would you take? One through five. Blah, blah. I'm like, okay, so I just looked at players, and you know, I didn't know what the hell any of these grades meant. Posted a list, and he's apparently giving me shit for a list that I made like two days after I joined the league. But uh, also, Ian... It's the same guy that uh, told me not to, not to trade up and take Sir Gladiator, Gladiator, whatever the fuck his name is, Sergey Gladiator. I don't know how to say it, but that yeah. that stud I had in 2.0, he told me not to, not to go anywhere near him. So, I mean, Ian, you know, Ian, he's always right. He's a good guy, and I hope to do something stop with him someday soon. Well, gentlemen, uh, I think we've had a, a pretty good here, a pretty good podcast for our first run in there. Uh, you know, I would like to thank you very, very much for uh, joining me. Uh, want to thank Canes for the call in. Want to thank Buster for calling in. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully we will get another one of these uh, hooked up and ready to go right after the off season is completed. Look forward to talking to you, gentlemen, again. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in and listening to the A Plus Player Podcast. Have a good night, gentlemen. Roll Tide. I appreciate you coming on. Hey Buster, uh, I think you said dude. I think you said. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.